Today on Broadway for Wednesday, March 9th, 2016, I'm Broadway World's Matt Tamanini. And I'm James Marino from Broadway Stars. Here are the top five stories of the day. On the breaking news, Nerds postpones its Broadway run. So, Matt, what's going on there with the Nerds? Well, Nerds, it unfortunately looks like they lost one of their lead investors and with such a short amount of time left before they were supposed to start. Welcome to Today on Broadway for Monday, March 9th, 2020. I'm Broadway World's Matt Tamanini. And I am Broadway star's James Marino. James, you are here with me today for one very special reason. Four years ago today, on (gasps) March 9th, 2016, we did the very first Today on Broadway. Oh my goodness. The stories for that episode were, Nerds postpones Broadway run, Broadway's disaster brings the storm to the Great White Way tonight. <laughs> Dolly Parton develop, developing bio uh, bio musical featuring her new and cl- featuring new and classic songs. Romy and Michelle's high school reunion to make musical debut in Seattle. Seize the day. Newsday's national or Newsies national tour will perform its final performance this fall. Hamilton heading to Houston on tour, and a brilliant Hamilton parody video depicts the bio-musical via rap of Chancellor Chancellor Angela Merkel. So we've come a long way uh, in these four years, James. Uh, same music, same intro, basically. Uh, but it has been four years and hundreds upon hundreds of episodes later that we are now completing our fourth year of doing this and moving into our fifth. Wow. That is amazing. I... I... I downloaded and listened to the show, and that it's really painful to do. <laughs> I, I have a link in the show notes. People want to listen to how uh, painful it is. In the very first one, it says actually for the first couple of weeks, it actually says this is a beta. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> not that we really know what we're doing now, but we really didn't know what we were doing back then. Oh yeah, no, no, ab- absolutely. And it, just four years ago, and uh, and we've learned so much, and. And it, it's funny because I remember talking with uh, a lot of the listeners and friends who we sent this out to, and I uh, asked them to give me feedback, and they were like, dude, you, you can't play the music for the whole show. And I was like, no, 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 the music for the whole show is awesome. The music for the whole show is awesome. And I'm listening to it now. I'm like, wow, that was such a mistake. And thank you all for making me stop playing music through the whole show. I, I still play. I still play the music when I do the show by myself. Well, it's it's kind of different when it's just a single thing, but it it was hard to follow us back and forth, and I was there at least for half of it. Uh, I mean, yeah, you didn't listen to the other half. Yeah, exactly. It's been four four years. I still don't listen to you. So, (laughs) but uh, no, and 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 remarkably. I think I had under 100 errors in that show, in the first show, including the prognostication that the bodyguard was coming to Broadway. Oh, wow. I didn't realize that. That's, yeah. uh, that was bad. Did I disagree with you or did I yeah, agree? No, you disagreed with me. You you said, okay. no, that's not happening, James. <laughs> okay. All right. At least, <laughs> at least my Miss Cleo skills date back to the very first episode. Oh, absolutely. Well, I, you know... I've said this before, uh, in private, in public, and everything. This would never happen if it weren't for Matt Tamanini. Broadway radio would not exist without Matt Tamanini. And oh, so I, I think th- that's a, that's a bit of a stretch. But I, I don't think so. You know, I, well, I I sign off most well all episodes of Tell Me More in some form or another by. Uh, thanking you because you're the man without whom none of Broadway radio is possible. So we can have a mutual admiration society before we get on to today's episode. 
Like Laverne and Shirley. <laughs> Mutual schmazzle or whatever it is. Yeah, you had a uh, Tell Me More this weekend. Uh, I did. A new episode with Janet DeCall. Um, she is currently on the road with the band's visit. But one of the things we really focused on talking about is her new album, My Standards, yeah. which is a great album. It's a bunch of, as you would imagine, standards from the Great American Songbook. But because of her Cuban upbringing, she infuses it with a, a, a very specific Latin flair, um, much like the music that she heard growing up in her household. It was a great conversation. I, I threw in some of the songs. It's really great. So I hope you listen to that episode and more importantly, uh, get the album because it's really fantastic. Yeah, it was uh, the tracks that you picked to play in there were uh, really wonderful and gave me a good flavor of of what to expect in that album and, and went out right away and I purchased it. There you go. I loved I'm it. It was great. Doing, doing God's work then. Michael Portantier, Peter Felicia, and I talked on This Week on Broadway, and we talked about Girl from the North Country and Dana H. are just two of the headlines that uh, of the shows that we talked about. Peter uh, gave uh, two thumbs up on both of those. Uh, Michael and I haven't seen them yet, but we'll, we'll be seeing them soon. Uh, we also talk about About Love at the Sheen Center, Mr. Tool at 59 East 59. Uh, and uh, Peter went to Mark William... Uh, had a uh, cabaret at Green Room 42, and we talked about Mark William uh, a while back uh, about his debut album, and so it all fit well together. And so it was a fun show on This Week on Broadway, but uh, The Girl from the North Country uh, is coming up this week for me, so I'm interested to see if my opinion of it changes because I didn't agree with Peter so much, at least when I saw it down in the public. I will be very interested to hear. All right. So let's uh, move into our news of the day. All right. First up in the news, uh, the boys in the band playwright Mart Crowley passes away. Yeah, unfortunately, on Sunday, late afternoon, evening, Michael Musto reported that Tony-nominated playwright Mark Crowley had passed away at the age of 84. The band, the boys in the band uh, playwright died following a heart attack and then a subsequent heart surgery. In addition to his work as a playwright, he also worked as a television writer and producer as well as an author. But this recent revival of the boys in the band was the only time that one of his shows had been on Broadway. Now, James, with the Ryan Murphy film adaptation of the, that recent Broadway production of The Boys in the Band set to make its debut sometime soon on Netflix, uh, this is especially sad knowing that Mart won't be able to to witness that. But hopefully the production, Ryan Murphy and this cast, which was uh, the entire cast from the recent Broadway run, um, will use this release as a way to celebrate Crowley's work and legacy and the impact that he had. Um, on the community. Godspeed to Mart, and our thoughts are with everyone who loved Crowley and his work. So you might not know this, but we interviewed Mart on This Week on Broadway in 2011. Wow. Yeah, and we talked about uh, um, Boys in the Band, and we talked about all uh, different things, aspects of how how it all came together. Um it was just a wonderful, wonderful interview. I'll throw that in the show notes uh, if you want to go back and take a listen to that uh, from 2011 interview with Mart. But, uh, you know, we we go pretty deep into our roots here uh, at Broadway Radio. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, uh, so I was shocked to see this news, but uh, Godspeed to him. All right, Matt, what do we have in this week's theatrical schedule? Everything. <laughs> 
James. I know. We have yeah. we have everything in the, the schedule this week. A ton of shows are beginning previews, a couple openings, um, but I'll run through them very quickly. The very first thing happens tonight on Broadway at the Stephen Sondheim Theater when we have the first preview production, or pre- first preview performance of the new musical adaptation of Mrs. Doubtfire. The show will star Daniel uh, Rob McClure as Daniel Hillard, Jen Gambatiste, Jay Harrison Gee, Brad Oscar, Charity Angel Dawson, and more. Uh, the show comes to you from the writing team behind Something Rotten, Wayne and Carrie Kirkpatrick, as well as John O'Farrell. The direction is from uh, the legendary Jerry Zachs and Lauren Latari, Lauren Lataro choreographs. I'm very interested in this one, James. I don't have a feel for what this show is. Not a lot of word, positive or negative, out of Seattle. So I'm not exactly sure what to expect with this one. Also coming up on uh, Monday night, we have the official opening off-Broadway for the new and final uh, Michael Friedman musical Unknown Soldier from Playwrights Horizons. It will officially open tonight and is scheduled to run through March 29th. It features a book and lyrics by Daniel Goldstein, direction by Trip Coleman, and the... uh, I saw the show, I think, yeah, I saw the, I saw the very first preview uh, performance of this. So I'm very interested to see how it's uh, evolved and developed during uh, the last few weeks. But the show stars Kirsten Anderson, uh, Zoe Glick, uh, Eric Lochtefeld, uh, Margot Seibert, and more. Um, I shared some of my thoughts, James, when I was in New York, um, but I really liked it. Um, it I'm, I'm interested to hear what the critics think, but knowing the love that everyone has for Michael Friedman, I would be shocked if this wasn't a very well-received show. Then we fast forward a few days and come in on Thursday when we have the official Broadway opening of the new musical Six. The show has played literally everywhere in the world before it finally came to Broadway in the Brooks Atkinson Theater, where it was currently serving up a lot of belting and a lot of sequins. Um, the show, another one that I saw the very first preview of, ironically enough, um, comes from the writing team of Toby Marlowe and Lucy Moss. Lucy Moss is also the um, the co-director uh, of the show with Jamie Armitage as well. The the show obviously tells the stories of all six of Henry VIII's wives in a semi-narrative semi concert. Um, but I really appreciated this show a lot more, and I enjoyed it a lot more than I expected to, James. So I don't think that this one is necessarily in the running for a best musical, but I would expect... I would be shocked if it didn't get a nomination because it is a very, very well done piece. Also on Thursday, we have the first preview of another Broadway show, another new Broadway show. And this is Flying Over Sunset, featuring a book by James Lapine, music by Tom Kitt and lyrics by Michael Corey. Lapine will also choreograph in the show. We see the stars Carmen Cusack, Harry Hayden Patton, Jeremy Kushner, Erica Henningsen and more. I, uh, Tony Yazbek, too, uh, I. This is one, again, because it hasn't had an out-of-town tryout. We don't know you know, uh, much about it other than a few clips. We know that it is basically centers on Cary Grant, Claire Booth, Luce, and Aldous Huxley getting high together on LSD. I don't, I, 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 I don't know, James. I, I have no idea what to expect from this one. I guess this could be a contender for Best Musical until we actually see it on stage. I suppose that's possible. Um, but it is... A very trippy concept. No, well, I, you know, everything starts at a hundred, so and goes down from there. So, <laughs> I, I mean, yes, right now it is a contender for best musical. 
I was I was just hoping to get at least a courtesy laugh for calling the LSD show trippy, but that's fine. I I guess my humor. <sighs> Nothing. I got nothing. <laughs> anyway, moving to Friday when we have a ton of other stuff. We have the first Broadway preview for the revival of Caroline or Change coming to us from the Roundabout Theater Company. This production uh, brings Sharon D. Clark back to Broadway in a role that she won an Olivier Award for last year in London. It also features Tamika Lawrence, um, Chip Zion, uh, Casey Levy, and more. The show is currently... Uh, playing or he's going to be playing Studio 54, and I would expect this one to do very well um, at Tony Time, James. I think that it'll be tough to kind of compete with those bigger, flashier revivals in company and West Side Story, but I would not be surprised if some of these performances are really well uh, appreciated. Another revival beginning performances on Friday on Broadway is Plaza Suite over at the Hudson Theater. This one, of course, stars real-life husband and wife Matthew Broderick and Sarah Jessica Parker and is directed by John Benjamin Hickey. Um, there was a great New York Times profile on Broderick and Parker um, a week or so ago and kind of talking about how they don't live their private life in public and uh, was uh, a really charming piece. And uh, if you haven't seen that, uh, check that one out. This one is currently scheduled to run at the Hudson through July 12th. Also on Friday, just want to mention real quickly, the Menier Chocolate Factory production of Indecent, starring our old friend uh, Alexandra Silber, begins performances on Friday as well. Then on Saturday, March 14th, we have the first of our closings this week when the Keen Company's Blues for an Alabama Sky closes. Then on Sunday, we have another Broadway opening night as The Minutes begins or actually officially opens. This one is the new Tracy Letts play that also happens to feature Tracy Letts in the show, as well as uh, Blair Brown, Cliff Chamberlain, Army Hammer, Jesse Mueller, Austin Pendleton, and more. Ina D. Shapiro directs. The show is currently playing the Court Theater. Um, and apparently, from what I hear, James, this one has gone over some significant changes during the preview process. Apparently, the very controversial ending to the show has been changed dramatically. So if you saw it already early in the run, apparently the the ending that you will be seeing now is very different. So uh, I love Tracy Letts, so I'm very interested to see exactly uh, what is going on with this one. But we also have some other closings on Sunday. The Inheritance closes on Broadway and Anatomy of a Suicide closes at the Atlantic Theater Company. Wow. That is uh, some list. It's a lot. It's a lot, yeah. James. You know, four four years ago, you wouldn't be able to do that list in one breath. <laughs> I hope you're editing out all of the breaths. <laughs> I sent I sent it out to be uh, post processed uh, with one of our listeners. He he edits out all nice. the rest. Very good. All right. So what do we have in uh, recommendation section? Uh, all right, we've got a few things here. We have first up some news coming out of Emoji Land. Apparently, Leslie Margarita missed Friday night's shows because uh, she was actually filming something. So the swing, Shelby Acosta went on. But because this is an off Broadway show, they don't have a ton of other stuff going. You know, in the works with this. They didn't have a costume for her. So what they had to do was they reached out to a fan. It is NYS Sass Sarah Lee. So N-Y-S-S-A-S-A-R-A-L-E-E on Instagram, who had showed up at BroadwayCon in an exact replica cosplay costume. And she apparently was close enough in size to swing Shelby Acosta. And they borrowed her costume for the performance on Friday night. 
it's amazing. So it, it, over in uh, the show notes, I will have a link to the Instagram post where you can see the costume on NYS Sass Sarah Lee and Shelby Acosta. Uh, it's very, impre- I mean, this is a very, very impressive cosplay. Um, so very good. It, it, I guess you, uh, you know, we, we kind of joke about the cosplay uh, making me uncomfortable at Broadway Con, but here is something where we actually see the real world benefit uh, of that. That's ridiculous. We have to get her on to talk about this. Okay, let's do it. Um, Someone who knows how to use social media will have to figure that out. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Then um, also on Sunday for uh, International Women's Day, Moulin Rouge Swing, Amber Ardolino released a uh, a music video of her singing uh, Grace Potter's song Paris, Ooh La La. It features her as well as other Broadway dancers, Lexi Garcia, Kate LaDuca, Abby Yaros, and Caitlin Mesh. My friend Rebecca Michelson uh, filmed it for them. Um, and it's a, a really great video. People who listen know that I have a, a soft spot for Amber Ardolino. Um, so I love this video, but it's a it's a great music video. Uh, check it out. And then the final recommendation uh, I have, James, is an article that I actually wrote. Um, I don't do a ton of writing over at Broadway World, but I had to get this off my chest with all of these um jukebox in quotes musicals uh, opening up this year five of the ten original musicals on broadway this season could be considered jukebox i get really annoyed with the way that people use the term jukebox and i've mentioned a little bit on the air here before that i think it has a very specific meaning and people use it for far too many circumstances so i wrote a not super lengthy but a fairly lengthy post on broadway world about what is and is not a jukebox musical and how you can know some of the sections include titles like some jukebox musicals are bio musicals, but not all bio musicals are jukebox musicals. All jukebox musicals use existing songs, but not all musicals that use existing songs are jukebox musicals um, and things like that. So a good handy dandy checklist for what you need to know to make sure whether a musical that you are seeing is in fact a jukebox musical or not. This article makes you a jukebox hero. Very, very well done. Thank you. All right. What do we have in other news? <laughs> All right. First up, James, and something of a surprise move. Last week, we learned that the newly oh, promoted yeah. star of Beetlejuice, Presley Ryan, announced that her final performance in the show will be March 29th. Following the abrupt departure of original Lydia, Sophia and Caruso, Ryan eventually took over the role uh, after sharing it uh, for a week. But it appears now that she will be leaving at the end of her original contract. Now, James, I understand the financial reasoning for not wanting to make her the full time Lydia for the rest of the run. Um, She currently is an onstage understudy, so she has a track of her own plus has to understudy. So um, it would be it would cost more money for them to um, hire somebody in to replace that track rather than, you know, just hiring someone in to come in as the new Lydia. So it would have made sense to me if Ryan was just going to stay in that in her normal track and they brought somebody else in. But now they have to replace her for her understudy and on stage track and have to find a new Lydia. And then there's only going to, the show's only gonna be running for like two more months. So uh, a little weirdness going on over at Beetlejuice. Clearly this was not a, a thought through plan and things kind of just flew at them all of a sudden, but hopefully they get it figured out. Um, next up, last week we learned that a new jukebox musical, thank you very much, will be making its world premiere in the UK this fall when 
What's New Pussycat begins performances at the Leeds Playhouse on September 23rd. Now, the book will be written by Joe DiPietro, and obviously the score will be the songs of Tom Jones. But here's where it gets interesting. The story will be based on the 1749, yes, 1749 comedic novel, The History of Tom Jones, A Foundling, by Henry Fielding. The show transports the action, obviously, to the 1960s, and the titular Tom Jones will now bear a lot of similarities to the other Tom Jones. Uh, if you're going to do a, a jukebox musical with Tom Jones music, I feel like this is the only way that this should be done. Um, so I'm in support of this jukebox musical. Well, and are, were, were they over at Lincoln Center look, you know, using LSD when they did this? <laughs> I mean, Joe DiPietro is in town with Diana, so uh, you never okay. know. Well. Could, have been, could have been borrowing some from Bart. I don't know. Uh, but finally, it was reported by Variety last week that Disney Plus is in development for a new Beauty and the Beast prequel series starring Luke Evans as Gaston and Josh Gad as LeFew, the roles they played in the live action adaptation a few years ago. The show will be written and produced by Eddie Kitsis and Adam Horowitz, who ran the ABC fairy tale show Once Upon a Time. And it will, in fact, be a musical. No word on who will be penning the songs, if this will be uh, Alan Menken or not. Now, James, when they did the live action Beauty and the Beast, there was a decent amount of hubbub made about LeFou dancing with or kissing another man at the end of the film. If they don't dive into that aspect of the fuse character in this series, at least a little bit, uh, I think people will actually be upset about it. Huh? Um, okay. So, uh, so is this kind of treated like a Rosencrantz and Guildenstern where they're, the story is going to be totally about these two. Yeah, it's good. The series is going to focus on Gaston and Lefeu, and I'm assuming their exploits and whatever they did before they met Belle, I guess. Will he call him the Boy Wonder? I, I don't know. Why would he? <laughs> well, you know, the whole Batman and Robin thing, there was so much talk oh. about you know, <laughs> that type of thing. Holy double entendres, Batman. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Matt, when'd you get us out of here? All right, thanks for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Broadway Radio, and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Matt. Did you see Ashley? She's in the subway crying about uh, about um, company. Did you see that? I, I did not, but it seems, seems the track. Yeah, there was, uh, in the New York City transit system, there's a, a lot of company advertising at the turnstiles in it. And, and it and it hit her just at the right moment. And I hope that she is okay. We'll have to talk with her tomorrow about that. So my name is James Marino from BroadwayVideo.com and BroadwayStars.com. Thanks for spending the last four years with us. <laughs> and Matt and Ashley will be back to uh, talk with you tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs>